Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another episode of Copulators Die First. Hi. And as always, our episode contains spoilers. Heavy spoiler content. And if you haven't already seen the film, go ahead and press pause now and we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah. And now, on to this week's episode. We're on borrowed time. <laughs> We're on borrowed time now. Oh, um, no. I feel like it's, um, uh... Oblivion, oblivion is eminent. <laughs> I was thinking, um, like in my head, the way that I would picture Stevie Nicks's landslide video to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! And with that, pumpkins, welcome to this week's episode of Copulator Ciphers. Oh hey, I'm Nick. I'm Ash, and it's still Pride Month. Um, also. Uh, conjunctually, it is Pride Month and Slashers Week, which brings us to our next movie at hand. It's yeah, that important. was very convenient, was it not? And I think Robert Englund's birthday was yesterday. Robert Englund's birthday was yesterday, and... It could have been today. I don't know. All the days are running into the, into the same day. No, no, it was yesterday. Okay. Um, I didn't post anything about it because I'm a bad media, social media manager or whatever. Um... So, before we get into anything, apparently the Jonas Brothers are going to have an original documentary on Amazon called Chasing Happiness. The Jonas uh, Brothers? Yeah, the Jonas Brothers. Um, I think we've talked about this, but I was an extra in the Jonas Brothers movie. A little known fact about me. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Ugh, um, yuck. It's and a then, weird time. Mm, when I was skinny... I used to get mistaken for Joe Jonas all the time. Oh, I could see it because he um, always looked like he had a beard, even if he shaved. Yeah, and that's that's me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like not I, in a bad way. No, not at all. But like, if I do, if I look at Joe Jonas, we 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 have we both have heavy eyebrows. Uh, I think yeah. you're taller than Joe Jonas, though. Mm, well, I, I would think make he's out like with a. Him. I think. Well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> He's like yeah. a micro. I mean, honestly, like, you know how there's that whole phenomenon of like, uh, you know, like gay twins, like the like you date guys, date guys who look like them. Oh, I've heard of this. Like, I would like, you know, the episode of Broad City where Alana starts dating that girl just because Ugh, of Alia Shawcat. Yeah. Yes, I do. I've had a crush from, on her since I was right. like nine. <laughs> She and she's from Arrested Development, and she's also from the um, ABC slash Fox Family show called um, I don't remember. Fuck, I forget what it was called. I'll have um, to look it up. But she plays like this little Jewish girl, and like she becomes best friends with a Gentile whose mother doesn't pay attention to her. So <laughs> that sounds like growing up in Springfield, New Jersey. Yeah, that's why I felt very close to that. Mm. Well, regardless, I would definitely twin date Joe Jonas 100%. I would, I don't know if I have a twin. I mean, we could find one. I don't think I need to find one. I mean, you do, yeah, we don't, we don't need <laughs> to. Um, <laughs> but I would help you in that endeavor if you wanted to. Um, okay. and that, that certainly brings us back around to this being Pride Month, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that show was called State of Grace, and I don't know why I kept wanting to call it uh, something, something else, but it wasn't this. It was close, though. Mm. Um, 
Who else was in it? Uh, Mae Whitman was in it. She played her opposite. I don't and, know who that and, is. Um, have you seen Good Girls on ABC or mm-hmm. uh, um, what else was she in? She was in Parenthood. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. she plays the op. I I am in love with her. She plays the opposite of Alia Shawkat, and Frances McDermott plays Alia Shawkat's Jewish mother. Mm. so okay. you can imagine what kind of good time that was it was an abc family show and they can only last in one season abc family if anybody knows anything about the show it's probably diana because she is the pro at disney slash uh abc family like originals i mean if you wanted to talk about like disney channel original movies in like the 90s like that's, maybe her, I- that's her jam she probably yeah. knows all of them like smart house hell yeah Rip Rip Girls, I think was the it was like um, a surfer movie or something. Yeah, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. Uh obviously Xenon. Yeah. Um, what was the other one that was really good? Uh shit. Uh, Motorcrossed. Motorcrossed. There was Luck of the Irish. Oh, that was a classic, yeah. That one came and, out all the time. And then of course more on brand, there was Halloween Town. Oh hell yeah. I have all of them, I think. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway. So this movie is really gay, and it is Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Freddy's, Freddy's Revenge. Revenge from 1985. Same year uh, Liam was born. Yay! But not really. She tells everybody. She tells me all the time that she's still 27. So. Well, actually, 1985 is when Arthur was born. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're in the same boat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. It came out literally seven days before she was born. So, yeah. So, obviously, this is Pride Month. And as we've already discussed, each week we're going to be talking about a movie that puts one of the letters in LGBT. And we couldn't think of any better movie to put the G in LGBT than quite possibly the gayest horror movie of all time. Um which is a nightmare too. And um, I mean, I'm going to again, plug sleep no more. The comprehensive Friday. (laughs) Everyone says that like, they didn't realize how gay it was until after the fact, but like, I don't believe it. Um, I don't believe it either because I saw it before I knew it was like either gay pandering or, like unintentionally homoerotic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was like man this is fucking gay <laughs> yeah so um there's I mean, a lot of there's a lot of very in your face subtext oh definitely and obviously there's also the fact that mark Patton, who plays jesse is actually a homosexual in real life and he's actually i don't know if his documentary came out yet but like he has a documentary specifically called screen queen um about yes. his time with the nightmare franchise um and i guess like he probably discusses his sexuality and coming out i don't think he was fully aware of his sexuality when he was in this movie but until like, this movie <laughs> you know it's this, it's the, it just happened to be put on film but like any gay can look back and be like 
oh yeah, all my decisions from the beginning have been extremely gay, to be honest with you, Diane. To be honest with you, Diane, those are some extremely gay decisions. And he is now an interior designer, because what else would you expect? Of course he is. Um, Of course. Yeah. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. Do you? He was an adorable looking gay in the 80s. He's he's like, he's like. He was a gayby. Yeah, he's like your friend's dad on social media that like, he's harmless, but he does it just badly enough that like he shouldn't mm. do it. But <laughs> but no one's going to tell him because like you feel bad. <laughs> like it's just mean. Like mm. you're just making fun of somebody at that point. Yeah, and not not that I <laughs> try to make fun of Mark Patton here, but um you know, I think he's only just realizing the power of Instagram and like the fact that he has like a much larger fan base than he thought he did specifically in his own community. And I'm like, girl, come on, really? Like you was in this movie. Like you did these things. <laughs> you did these wiener gestures more than once. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. There were so many things that you experienced and did. And Jesus, this movie. So yeah, it's very, it's very gay. Um, I think I this know. was the catalyst for this podcast, to be honest with you. I remember Yeah. I, think I remember sitting on my couch. Yeah, I remember sitting on my couch and I was like talking to Leanne about it and I was like, I've really just been wanting to get like a podcast going and like I have so many ideas per usual. And I was just kind of like but like I don't think I can do it on my own because I don't think I can hold myself accountable long enough to keep doing it. And here we are, like and 23 here we are. episodes. 23 episodes in, baby. 23 episodes in. That's almost six months. Our baby's oh almost six months old. Wow. That's a lot. It is fully shitting its pants. But yeah, like, Liam was like, you should probably text Nick and ask him. And I, this was after, like, we hadn't talked in, like, a really long time prior to this. And I was like, yeah. listen, I have an idea. I know we haven't talked in a while, but I feel like this is smart (laughs) and i was like yes you've you've always been in my heart forever baby girl let's do this thing Mm -hmm. that's basically so so we got married and we got pregnant and like (laughs) here we are this baby happened you know Mm -hmm. and if we're really for really being honest we really only tied the knot because oopsie doodles you know we got pregnant before the nuptials but uh what you gonna do what (laughs) you gonna do we need the insurance. The insurance. <laughs> oh, um, man. Are, so, um, completely unrelated. Are you going to see the Dark Phoenix? You know, I was literally thinking to myself um, today, literally at like 5 o'clock, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw an advertisement for it, and I was like, I really wish Nick was here so I could make him go see it with me on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that would have happened 100%. We would have even gone tonight, probably, after recording this. I mean, yeah, that, I would have totally done that. Especially because uh, I don't want to fucking work tomorrow. This has I been don't a, either. It's been a fucking week. It's been a fucking month for me. I've been covering for people in my department for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be covering for my manager again next week for the next four business days. Because Hi. I will be in New York next week. So, yes. yes. So I was like, fuck, if I have to deal with like four more days of this shit, I'm going to freak out. Uh, it's too know. much. But yes, I do really want to go see Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, getting back to how this is Pride Month. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah, but anyway, so um, this movie came out in 1985. Um, uh, seven days before my wife. So this was birthed. This movie is seven days older than my wife. Yep. Um, happy Tell birthday. Me, happy birthday. Tell me how about this movie is gay. Tell me all about it. Oh, no. Well, so, I mean, just to kind of like lay the groundwork here. Um, it's gay. It's like, so, so. This movie is so gay that it's the most popular Friday the... Oh, my God. Nicholas, do you need a minute? I don't know. This <laughs> might ne- I might never be able to cure myself. <laughs> anyway, this movie is so gay that it's the most popular nightmare movie oh, in, like, in, in parts of Europe, such as, like, Amsterdam and other That's areas. That's so weird. But, like, you know, we're, like, like, the... You know, the, the the sex culture is far more free there. Oh, yeah. It's and not can... like those uptight, uptight Englishmen. That's why, yeah. they had, that's why they came to America. So, like, I can totally get that. Because there's definitely some, like, you know, S&M, leather culture vibes going on in this movie. Oh, totally. Movie. Like in that sweat lodge. Yeah, but, you know, this movie's not gay, obviously. It's not gay. Mm-mm. So, um, with Do that... Do you think Robert England watched this and was like, this is totally gay? Like, you cut this like a gay person? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Because, like, when they first started filming, he wasn't even playing Freddy Krueger because he wanted a raise. And um, the guy that was the head of New Line Cinema then, what the fuck's his name? Um, ugh, I know his name. Robert Shea. Um, okay. He was like, he was like, I'm not giving you a fucking raise. And then they started filming and he was like, oh, no, we need him because he is Freddy. So then they were like, fine, we'll give you a raise. Um, but uh, I, he must have known, right? Like, he, <laughs> he, like Robert England, like, he leaned so far into it. And, like, everybody did. Like, it just, or maybe, like, I just, I don't know. Like, was was this a time in the 80s where people were so heteronormative still they were just completely oblivious to like gay things i mean maybe maybe you know what i mean maybe the subversive gay culture was just that and like it wasn't really brought to anyone's attention until like you know the aids crisis and then ronald reagan being a dick yeah and like no one like when keith herring was painting and doing whatever he did no one like brought it to the attention Oh, and neither did he that he was like an openly like homosexual. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it just it was just not spoken of. Yeah. And maybe that's why like they weren't really able to pick up on the cues and clues. I mean, I just just straight up ignorance and real ignorance, not like ignorance is bliss where you're like, oh, I just don't know any better. Like you actually don't know any better. Yeah, no, I I, I I do think there's probably some element of that, but in my heart of hearts, I just want to believe that even though the writer, uh, you know, of the main plot uh, denies that he realized what he was doing, like, he must have kind of known a little bit, you know, like, the fucking tagline for this movie is the man of your dreams is back. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's like, gay. You can't look at this and so be like, gay. "This is not gay." Like they they unintentionally made the first male screen queen happen. 
Anyway, so literal uh, scream queen. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think we both already said this to each other before we started recording, but like, you don't realize how bad this movie is until you watch it again. And then you're like, wait, things are happening in this order. And <laughs> like, also, wait a second. Um, there was absolutely no establishment of story whatsoever. And they just jumped right into it. Like, yeah, that's basically what happened. And like, like the, the gist here is that Jesse's family moves into Nancy's old house on Elm Street. Right. And, and like Freddie is trying to possess Jesse in order to get into the real world, but also control his body to continue murdering. But like, does he not have his dream powers anymore that he can't just do it like he did in the first movie? So like questionable already. Nothing is ever explained. No, there's like no explanation of anything. They're just living there. Yeah. You the bars are from, still on the windows. You jump from sequence to sequence. You don't know if you're. <laughs> it's made me think of Roxy Andrews. Is it sequence or, or sequence? sequence? <laughs> Um, oh, hashtag sequence. Pride Month. Hashtag Pride Month. Hashtag Pride Month. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm not gonna give out Roxy Andrews any more plugs. Oh, I know, but I really <laughs> want to. Don't do uh, it. I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. Was on Benjamin season five. Now I'm here to make it right. Gave me a sober challenge, and I'll give you what you like. And I'll stop. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I was into it, but like, um, I feel anyway. like this is like one of the only sections of the song that anybody actually knows all the way through because it is so dumb. I mean, I I know most of Alaska's part, but I think it's only because when you play the song, she's first. <laughs> yeah, I just love Alaska. I tried to not love her for a long time, and then oh. I did. I loved her from the moment I saw her. Um, did you get your uh share needles pop vinyl yet? No. Okay. Um Have you seen it? No, I don't think I've even seen it. What what oh. what what outfit is she wearing? Oh, she's in like a spoopy like uh Morticia Adams get up with a blonde wig, white contacts, and she's holding a little pumpkin pail. All right, fine. It's very cute. It's like it's more of like old Sharon. It's not new Sharon, right? Like it's not like pumped up Sharon. No, she she her facelift is nice though. Oh yeah, no, she looks really good now. Um, but you know, there's a clear <laughs> clear difference between then and now. Oh, they are different people. Um, yeah, okay. she got a little witch's hat on too. I, I really, like, to me, when I think of her, like, one of the first things I think of is her crowning look when she had the, um, what's it called from the Ouija board, the plate lit the planchette, thing. yeah. The planchette. I knew it on was, her, like, a... On her forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why I think of that a popaloptic look that she did. Oh, well, yeah, because it's uh, it was like... It's real good. <laughs> real good. A popaloptic realness and all I that. I just send it to you. Send it to you in a text message. My name is actually Anderson. I'm here to make a cake. Uh, Alaska. Alright. Uh, the 49th uh, state, Alaska. Uh, uh, 
you Tibetan throat singing now? Is that your new new hobby? No, I will not start taking up impersonating Alaska's vocal fry. No, thank you. Uh, oh, Alaska. Um, anyway. Yeah, um, so we're talking about so, the gayest movie of all time. <laughs> it's literally the gayest movie of all time. So, the gayest like, of all time. Um, um, Jesse moves in with his family into uh, Heather Langenkamp's old house. Mm-hmm. And it still looks things. It still has the windows. The, the bars are still on the windows. But yeah. like I did notice I don't know if it was in the first movie, but it looks like they added like a side patio um, and, a, and a pergola. <laughs> I think the pergola. Fer- I think that was there. The pergola. The pergola. Like it's just like like they don't. It's just nothing is set up well. They just dove right into it. The lighting is terrible. And like also like the other then like um. Like I like I the basement is like it kind of looks the same, but it doesn't look the same. And also, why would his gloves still be in the furnace? Like that doesn't make any sense. Also, why did you leave your house to go around to check your back window to see that Freddie was in your basement? Yeah, and like what was up with that? And then also like they make a big deal about the bars still being on the windows, and then like it's not actually a plot point. Like. Were they just like trying to drive home that this was Nancy's house? Like, I'm pretty sure you did a good job of that because all you're talking about is that, oh, you moved into the crazy girl's house because she watched her boyfriend get slaughtered across the street by some maniac and blah, 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 blah. Like, we get it. Um, but so, like, basically, immediately he starts to be harassed by Freddy Krueger. But, like, if Freddy Krueger was gone, how did he come back? Like, was he suddenly awoken by, like, the smell of teenager? Like, I don't understand. Maybe house, that house is, like, home base. And then, like, once uh, Heather Langenkamp moved out, it went, like, dormant. You know what I mean? And then new people moved in. Like, it's a portal. Maybe. That's the only way I can connect those two dots. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I just think it doesn't make any sense. Because then they also try to establish his home base as that plant. Um, Right. Right. So, like, it just doesn't make any sense, really. But see, Um, my only problem with that is they, like, in in the first one, they never even showed or mentioned that power plant. Right. Yeah. So, like, if they had mentioned that in the first one, they probably could have tied these two together pretty successfully. But, like, how the fuck did What's-Her-Face know to go to the power plant? Like, she had, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no. It, it makes sense. Abs- well, because, so, so she claims she knew to go there because they magically found Nancy's journal, which Nancy's, like, a fucking queen. She would have never left her journal when they moved. No, she's not stupid. It probably right. would have been the first thing she packed. But it was just like, oh, wow, we have this journal and it is Nancy's. And Nancy was the girl who lived here and was harassed by Freddy Krueger. And hmm, this is so convenient that the entire story is coming from this journal that I am reading to you right now. Um, it's whatever. No one really likes this one. It's like it's like the bastard child of the Nightmare franchise. Um, and yeah, I get that. it's like not good. Um, and like I'll watch it again in my lifetime, obviously, but only because I want to count the ways that it's gay. You know what I mean? Right. Um. My so, biggest yeah. like this isn't full of complaints. 
It's just full of a lot of technical fouls. <laughs> but like also just unanswered questions. And that's not complaining. That's just confusion. I feel like I've been duped out of a story that had a lot of potential. And like all the other sequels just got weirder and weirder. And there's also equally less story. The amount of weird it gets. Yeah, I mean, so Dream Warriors tried to just make it so that this one never really happened and we just fast forward in time. <laughs> yeah, like how the whole Halloween franchise might be rebooted. Like none of those other ones happened. Yeah, I mean, but like I really wish they would just leave it alone because the new one was so good. And it was we don't... so perfect. We don't need another one. Like, honestly, I don't need another one. Like, I'm totally good. Like, do I want to see Jamie Lee Curtis on screen again? Absolutely. But, do I um, want to see Judy Greer do her bad bitch thing? Yeah, oh, I do. Yes, absolutely. I also want to see her in that like friggin' Hilton Hotels commercial every friggin' commercial break, you know? I know. I like, um, uh, what was the thing that they were just talking about? Oh, um, there's a Instagram company and they make like weird like abstract t-shirts and one of them just says give judy greer the lead role or something and that's just always judy greer yeah that would uh, i want better for judy greer she is she is one of those actresses that's like in everything but like is never the star always the bridesmaid never the bride yeah yeah you know like always herself and not jamie lee curtis sorry about it (laughs) I'm sorry about it too. <laughs> um, um, so this movie is extra gay and extra weird. Right. So basically, the beginning scene is like some weird. Clearly, Robert B. England is like driving the school bus, which I thought was hilarious because he kind of with that hair, that very '80s hair, looks like a hunkier like Phil Collins because he was definitely a little ripped in in the t-shirt area and the forearm, upper arms. But he had that mullet. He had that mullet. He did. He had a mullet? Basically. I did not realize. Yeah, like as a bus driver, he had like a mullet. But it was like, not like a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. but like, But like a Phil Collins mullet. Like he's just kind of balding up top. And he just let the rest of it grow. It kind of looks like a Cocker Spaniel, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, Diana, I'm a Cocker Spaniel. Robert England with hair when he was younger looks like if he took like one of those cherub paintings and stretched it into a full length human. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's disturbing. I, I mean, that's what Robert England looks like as a person when he was young. Ooh. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, so this movie's real gay. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, honestly, ready for it? Here's the plot Freddie wants to take over Jesse's body. Freddie's like, I'm a ruin you bitch. I own your ass now. And he's like, what? What does this mean? But maybe I'm not opposed to it, daddy. Wait, did I just get out of my head? I was like, ooh. You know what I mean? And so like he goes to school. He's starting to have sleep problems. He has a quote unquote girlfriend. Um, She ends up being his beard. basically. Basically. They make out. They make out awkwardly once he like. Like, he's not even motorboating her at the party. He's, like, just, like, kissing her sternum. That's strange. And I'm out like, of, girl. Out of context, it's not. 
Yeah. Like, but like, come on, Lisa, like, you know, what's going on here. Like have some respect for yourself. You can be a beard if you want, but go find a heterosexual man to like give you the D that you so clearly are thirsting for. Cause Jesse's not giving it to you. No. But- my other thought in my notes was Jesse has pepperoni nipples. Oh, I didn't pay attention to his nipples to be quite I honest. I saw it when oh. he was like getting out of bed or something. Oh, it was so, oh no, he's like having one of the first Freddy nightmares and he's like thrashing shirtless provocatively. <laughs> right. So there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of provocative thrashing shirtlessly, but also shiny. <laughs> like that should be like a Netflix caption. <laughs> thrashing. Provocative. provocative shirtless thrashing. Oh my God. Uh, why is it Spanish? Oh wow! Um, that is it. That that's a very specific visual image. That's it's it's uh. like it's exactly what you're describing. That's that's good. Um, so yeah, so he goes to school. He's like wow wow wow. I can't sleep. And then he like is like having dreams. And then they never really explain to you full out that like Freddie is basically coming into his body <laughs> and like sure oh i set myself up for that one <laughs> but like you know like like you coming into your body coming into i'm coming into your body um i want negative of that i want negative of that okay sorry about it but uh, uh, i can't be undone now Sorry about it. Um, I'm going to have to hear it again when I edit it. <laughs> oops. Oopsie poopsie. Um, it's just like, I don't understand. Because like, so, at first, it's just when he's dreaming. And then it's not when he's just dreaming. Because now he's like, basically like, oh, here it comes again. Like, he's having fucking contractions or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like hot flashes. Right? Like, like what the fuck is going on? Uh, and then, like, he'll look in the mirror. <laughs> But, like, he'll look in the mirror and Freddie will be there instead of him. And, like, Freddie's all, like, put the glove on. But then, like, he looks in the mirror. The glove's already there. Like, just n- nothing makes fucking sense. Is that also movie. gay? Put the glove on. Put the glove I mean, <laughs> hey, we don't got to talk about fisting. Okay, girl. Like. I mean, see, gay subtext. The put gay the glove subtext. on. It's just, like, so, so then, like, a day of school happens. He goes to bed again. <laughs> He's been in school one day. <laughs> right. And then he like is sleepwalking. Sleepwalks basically to a leather bar. Very, very much a leather bar. Very much a leather bar. It's very steamy in there. It's very 80s steamy, like 80s gay porn. And trust me, I know. So it's like lens. It's like Vaseline on the lens, smeary, like dreamy. Yeah. It's, and then like it's got texture to it. I don't know if I hate it or not. It was just like like out of all places, why did he go here? You know? Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, there's this whole subplot with the gym teacher who's assumingly gay doc, uh, doctor, uh coach Schneider. Um, Schneider is a mo for show. Right. And like, and so like Grady basically says in so many words, like, watch out for him because he likes the boys. And then he, Jesse goes to this leather bar in the middle of the night with his shirt open. And again, he's all shiny because he course. is so oily. And he goes up to the bar. 
he orders a drink from the bartender who, fun fact, is uh, Robert Shea, the current head of New Line Cinema at the time. And again, plug for Never Sleep Again. He describes going to a um, sex shop I, or, you know, like a leather store or whatever um, with his children um, hashtag 80s um, to purchase a leather outfit for this very small cameo that he plays as the bartender in this leather bar. And I'm like, Robert Shea. You're a homo. Well, he's not, but like out of all of the things he could have probably been like, hey, can I cameo here? Like, someone was in on this joke. He's like, oh, you should totally do this scene. It's like a nightclub scene. You yeah. can be the cool bartender. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> and then like, so like somebody knew what they were doing. Robert Shea didn't know. Robert Shea had no idea what the fuck he was doing, but he to knew what he was doing. To be honest with you, Diane, I had no idea. No idea. So then, like, <laughs> so then, so then, you know, he he gets a beer, and I'm like, who the fuck is serving this child a beer? And then Coach Schneider like awkwardly comes out of nowhere and is like far too close to Jesse, and it's like oh, yeah. real gross. And he's and also he's, sweaty. Doesn't he have like a neckerchief on or something? He's, okay. he's like, yeah. Everyone is just perpetually sweaty. Like, I don't know what's going on, but everyone is just sweaty all the time. I mean, and, it's probably, I mean, it is the 80s, so it's probably, like, all the cocaine that we're all doing at the same time. I mean, that could certainly have been a part of it. But, like, I, heat and, like, fire in general is very much a heavy recurring theme. I feel like more so in this one than any of the other nightmare movies. Oh yeah. Um, like the house is literally melting. It's not figurative. It's like yeah. actual. You know, the the parakeet exploding because the uh, you know, apparently the, the the living room was too hot. Like it was just all the things. But Okay. Uh, I have a thing about this. This mm-hmm. is the question I have. Okay, so the parakeet is freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Like it's too hot. And he's, like, flying around the room. The dad has a fucking broom. Oh, my God. I hate the dad so much, though. The dad is such a turd burglar. So, like, the bird scratches him on the face yeah. in passing. And he's, like, incapacitated. Right. This bird a- literally maybe weighs a pound in total. And oh, yeah. you were just destroyed. You <laughs> wasted. Full-grown man. I don't understand. But anyway, sorry. I just had to interject a bothersome point about this movie. Oh, that's your, I'm assuming that's not your only bothersome point. You know? No, I'm, I have a lot. Um, that's the one I could pick out right this minute that yeah. has been irritating me. Yeah, but then, so then, like, obviously there's this, uh, I, I'm going to use the word iconic, but I think maybe infamous is more so the word here. Um like the shower death of coach Schneider and all that. Um, and I did not remember this whole leather bar, very gay death of coach Schneider situation happening so early on in the movie, Yeah, but it did. Um, and like, like he's in his office, he's making Jesse run laps and then he's like hit the showers and that in itself was gross because he's like, hit the showers, boy. Um, and then he's in his office and like literally there's 
I think more than a minute of footage of all different types of balls literally flying at the coach's face. It's a lot of balls, man. So many balls. Um, hashtag gay. And then <laughs> that's where you put that hashtag in there. Hashtag gay. But then so then like jump ropes get him and drag him to the showers. And then he's like suddenly naked and like Jesse like sees him come in because he's making a whole fuss and screaming and shit. And he like cradles his body like, no, you can't see my unmentionables. And I'm like, <laughs> come the fuck on. Um, and then he dies in the shower by getting basically ass whipped with towels. And then he gets like one foul swoop in his back from Freddie's glove. But like he mostly died from getting towel whipped. He died from spankings. Yeah. Um so, so another kinky point. <laughs> kinky point hashtag number two. Aggie. Um, oh girl, we haven't even gotten to my list yet. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the finale. I'm um, ready. My body is ready. My body. My body is ready. Hashtag gay. Um I mean, yeah. This yeah. Mean, we're just gonna call this episode hashtag gay because it is uh <laughs> it's painful. What else? What else is there to this the best descriptor? Um but yes, yeah, so so now Coach is dead. The next day, everyone's like, "Oh my God, what happened? We don't know." And then Jesse's like, "Oh my God, I think I killed him." And his like semi beard is like, "Jesse, whatever do you mean? Like, oh wait, I have Nancy's journal. Let's go read more of it." And then again, like jump to this party at Lisa's house that everyone's been talking about, and her dad's barbecuing and her mom's like, Oh, children, come on, husband, let's let them have their fun. Um, and then they're at this party. Jesse awkwardly makes out with Lisa's boobs. Um, <laughs> and then Gross. he like, he's like, Oh my God, it's happening again. I feel it coming. So he has to run. And, um, Lisa's like, no, Jesse, come back. I think I love you because you are not threatening and that makes me feel safe. Um, and again, hashtag gay. But then they're like in her living room and they're reading more of Nancy's diary. And she's like, you just have to not be scared of him. That's how you make him go away. But again, there was never really any laying out of the fact that like, like, Freddie didn't have an entrance in this movie. He was just suddenly there. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, also, um, <sighs> this movie has no rules. So, yeah, like, that's it the other thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, it, none of it fucking matters. And it makes me so angry because they, I don't know if they purposely made it so there were no rules or they, like, did it by accident. And that's what's so frustrating because there's no. Um, like there's no actual story because you can't really follow anything. Right. Cause it's like, wait, is he confined by the dream world? No, apparently not. But then like, also there's like random rules that like. That didn't exist can... in the first one. Right. That, like, like, like it doesn't make sense. Like he magically like fire teleported through that fence. Like uh, also he like, you know, boiled the pool and yet none of those people got burned that were in the pool and then like he jumps out of the pool and then he has that stupid ass fucking line where he says you're all my children now which is just like what the fuck you know it's weird um, it's weirdly written okay um do you want to do something different do you want to do pumpkins now oh. and then you can give me your 
list because the list is its own thing away from this movie. It's very true. Um, I mean, just for shits and giggles, let's finish off this movie. Ready? Ready. Um, ready, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway. hate it. I want a divorce. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry about it. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ on a cracker. Wisconsin cheddar. Mm. Sign me up. I would love that. I would actually, that would be a delicious snack right now, to be honest with you. Can we road trip to Wisconsin as in get a cheap flight? (laughs) Get a cheap flight. I don't think anybody actually ever wants to go to Wisconsin for any purpose. I mean. So I feel like we could get maybe cheap flights. I would go on a cheese vacation. (laughs) I just want a cheesecation. That was my argument. Like when I was like, babe, do you want to go on like a. I was reading an article about like um, U.S. cities to go to instead of like really popular things like to give new cities a chance and one of them was like don't go to chicago go to like milwaukee or something and i was like that's a fair point because they're like kind of close but also cheese cation yeah and like all the cheeses (laughs) not just actual cheese but cheese danish and cheese cake and Uh, cheese steak and and curds curds uh, both I fresh love, and fried. Uh, you know I love me a fried cheese curd. Oh but yeah, God. that was like my my driving point of like maybe we should go to Wisconsin. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not going on a vacation for cheese, okay? And I'm like, I don't right, know. That's a life choice. You that's, just made it. But fine. Yeah. You're gonna regret it someday when you want that cheese and you never. When went we have kids and we can't go anywhere, right? <laughs> so they move out. Um. Right. Maybe, maybe so. that's why my parents have been miserable for 30 years. Because they never <laughs> went on a cheesecation. Because <laughs> they never went on a cheesecation. And there's always someone living in their house. I wonder why. I wonder what happened with my parents. Oh, I know. My father's <laughs> a flaming homosexual. <laughs> maybe your dad was the gay subtext of your parents' met marriage. Oh, my God. My, my childhood was basically this fucking movie. Maybe that's why you feel so strongly about it. Because you... So closely identify. Yeah, not with Jesse, with no. all the with with all the other characters that have to watch <laughs> Jesse be a homosexual. Um, okay, so Isn't that embarrassing. It's so everybody embarrassing. Else, everybody else that's watching you be a homosexual, <laughs> and you have no idea it's happening. It's like you're on the outside looking in, and all you want to do is be like, "It's okay, homo. Come on, just come out of that closet." That was like me in high school. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, "Are you ready? It's it's fine." Are you ready? Take my hand. I promise <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Oh Your my god. Your mom's not gonna kick you out. You're tall, and you can change light bulbs. She's not gonna get rid of you. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Oh. No. I was like. Yeah, my mom doesn't know I'm gay. I just played a woman in this musical that I was in. It's totally fine. She thinks I'm totally straight. Full theater dragon of Moo Moo. Yep. 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 Life choices. They weren't bad ones. No, they were wonderful ones. But like, I was (laughs) really. Your mom had no idea you were homo. I was in such an oblivious state of like homo joy. Like, I thought I was untouchable or something. I mean, Um, you you thought you were under like the uh the rainbow veil where no one gets fucking yeah. and and i don't know it's just like in retrospect i opened my mouth and it was just like oh he's a homo it's totally fine um anyway anyway enough about my coming out story um it, it, it 
wasn't from the drag. <laughs> that wasn't no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just like, all right, let's finally talk about this elephant in the room. I am um, the elephant, and it is a gay one. Yep. My mom was like, yeah, I know. It's fine. And I was like, oh, thanks for taking all the wind out of my sails. <laughs> I wanted something dramatic, and you've left me with this, Linda. <laughs> I really I wanted I wanted all the dramatics. Just enough. Not too much to psychologically scar me, but just a little bit. I wanted uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, start throwing things emphatically. Yeah. You'll never <laughs> love me. Why? Why? Is it because I'm a homo? It's because I'm gay, mother, isn't it? No, mother? it's because you're a... No, Nicholas, it's because you haven't picked up your socks. Like, God damn it. You're a fucking lazy asshole. I don't give a shit that you're gay. You're still lazy and I love you. Bye. Yeah. That's Moms. Basically, that's that. Yeah, that's still my life a little bit now. Yeah, I feel it. Okay, so this movie is gay. And here are the reasons why. Okay, yeah. So this movie's really gay. Um... Long story short, um, the the pool scene happens, and then like Jesse runs away. He's like, "Hey, best friend, who is like my bromance dude, like, please watch me overnight so that I don't do anything bad." And it's like, "Come on, come on, Jesse!" And then he kills his best friend. Then he runs away again. He goes to the plant. Lisa's like, "I'll come after you because I'm your loyal." beard and um she basically loves freddie out of him that's not how Um, that works even though it was not romantic love but platonic love (laughs) Um, which is the thing that is real it is very super real um yeah it's just a bizarre movie um anyway so now that we're done with that, do we want to do pumpkins really quick and then we'll talk about all the gayness? Yeah. Do you want to know mine really fast? Oh, of course I do. It's one. One pumpkin. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no rebuttal. Uh, agreed. <laughs> no rebuttal at all. So we're giving this two out of ten. Um, our score is actually lower for the first time ever than IMDb's because they give it a four point. I mean, they give it a five point four. Um, that's incredibly generous. I was gonna say, like, I feel like fifty percent essentially is very generous for this movie because um, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of shit strung together, um, and it's basically gay propaganda. It's so, a turd pinata. <laughs> the turd pinata. You smack <laughs> this thing open, and the only thing you get is the smell of farts. Literally, just a methane bomb with something pretty over it. Yeah, like oh god, I had to put all that fucking effort into this shit. That's the that's the like coalescement of of this movie. I put a lot of effort into this shit. <laughs> put a lot of effort into this shit. God damn it! <laughs> oh, I hate it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, so I don't hate it as much as I've hated other things, yeah, but uh, this is not great. This is definitely one of those movies, though, that I love to hate. Um, um, like me making you watch The Covenant, another gay movie. That was a movie that we watched. And <laughs> there was also a lot of shiny boys in that movie. They're so shiny. And that was pre-Twilight. So, you that know. That was. Yeah, but they were sparkling. Uh, they were sparkling. They had a lot of cool tunes. It was a year. Yeah. Um... So speaking of sparkly, 
This dude in this movie is sweaty all the time. So that's another reason this was super gay. So super gay. So um, we chose this movie because it's like the gayest horror movie ever. And this is a gay horror comedy podcast. Um, and, and in that vein, while watching this movie, I compiled a list that I call the ways this movie is gay, uh, semicolon, oh, comma, let me list the ways. Uh, a poem by, by Nick Polino. A, a very gay poem by Nick Polino. Age 31. So, so it's very long, so get ready for this. Oh, I'm um, ready. Getting cozy. I, I'd like to, you know, state something and then maybe just like, you know, first thought that pops into your head. Oh, like um, association? Just like associations or like, you know, knee-jerk reactions. Okay. Um, so, so number one, men showing emotion. That's gay. It's very, especially it's, for the eighties. Yeah, that's gay. what I'm saying. It's very, um, it's like an emotional liberation that men never had. <laughs> yeah. Or Jesse's just really gay. Or both. Um, Who knows, man? Or, or both. Yeah. I let's mean, we not... know Jesse's gay in real life, so we've established right. that plot point. And let, let's not put all men into the same box, but it was 1985, so whatever. Um, number two, shiny, sweaty men. I feel like we've already discussed that one. At length. Yeah. Uh, number three, jock straps. Um, one of one of the kids, like his pants got pulled down when they were in gym class, and I was like, Oh yeah. It's like that's a jock strap. Um, <laughs> that's what that is. I you look like you're maybe playing like we were playing baseball or something. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need a jock strap for that. Yeah. And Arthur did have to remind me that uh, there was a time where jock straps weren't just a fashion accessory for homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were actually a functional piece of equipment. Yeah. I don't particularly know what the function is. Well. Because originally jock straps had the pouch in the front where you put the cup in. Yeah, to protect your nuts. To protect your nuts. <laughs> and then and then some homo realized how sexual this garment of clothing was and it was adopted by the gay community. Yeah, because it's basically like a cock sock. Like there's not a whole lot to yeah. lose the station. And you know, that ass is out, so a whole lot of booty on real estate. Hey ho. Um, hey ho! Uh, so moving right along, men wrestling. There was a lot of unnecessarily men wrestling in this movie. Also, it was the '80s, and they didn't have cell phones. So I mean, realistically, what are your entertainment choices? Yeah, and like you weren't just gonna, you couldn't just like bring some porn up on your phone and like, no. you know, go into the bathroom and like rub one out really quick. So you had to get that sexual tension out somehow. Also, there was no. Like, I don't know. You just, you just had to make your own fun, I guess. There's yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't understand boys sometimes. I never would have been like, you know what's fun? Let's <laughs> physically, let's physically, um, kick the shit out, of, out each of each other. other. You know, like let's just just do that. I, that sounds just, like fun. And then we would just be like, can we just have a ple- like a quiet reading circle or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, let's <laughs> read let's, a book of you Neanderthal. Or or a magazine even. Like let's all <laughs> let's all look at this kids illustrated. I don't know. Let's, let's let's have a quiet time. Let's do this uh, you know, um 
find uh, uh, find and search where's Waldo shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to do a wrestle. Yeah, you don't need to do a wrestle. I don't need a wrestle. <laughs> I'm restless. Who am I going to wrestle? Rose. Yeah, um, it's like literal restless like teenage boy energy. Yeah. It's like, how can I grab this guy's ass with it being socially acceptable? Oh, I know. Wrestling. Let's do a wrestle. Let's do a wrestle right now. I has wrestle. <laughs> One whole wrestle. Do me a wrestle. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> okay, enough. Enough with that one. Moving along. <laughs> okay. Um, um, coach liking, quote, pretty boys and going to the S&M club downtown. Um, I feel like we've already covered that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so first time that we see Freddie actually have like an altercation with Jesse is in the hallway downstairs when he's like still half asleep and Freddie's first line um, is the one that he's already said to Nancy before but in saying it to a boy it <laughs> is gross and that line is daddy can't help you now oh, yeah. mm, not the same when you're saying it to a teenage boy nope um, nope that nope. makes you feel gross. <laughs> yeah. And then to put more salt in that wound, uh, his next line to Jesse is, we have special work to do here, Jesse. You have the body and I have the brains. Uh, that sounds like someone's about to get assaulted. You know? <laughs> sounds like a murder. <laughs> sounds or like, a, or like a fucking possession. I'm going to go do me a murder. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, good. And then just in general, um, every time this happens, it was extremely gay. Jesse's scream just every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, like, he's delicate. It was, yeah. It was almost as if, like, the director said, scream like a scream queen. You know, like, scream like a, quote, girl. Because, like... Why else would he scream that way? I mean, he's gay. Okay. Fine, sure. whatever. Um, I guess maybe I'm backpedaling here, but I guess I scream like that a little bit. But mostly just like out of the grandeur of it all, like not on purpose. Yeah, not, not with purpose. Not with purpose, no. <laughs> um, okay, moving along. A discussion in science class about the colon. How bizarre. That's gay. <laughs> colons are inherently <laughs> homosexual colons are the gayest organ I <laughs> okay I'm not, uh, I mean I'm I'm not a medical professional but uh you know also near judgment and assessment <laughs> just trust my trust my homosexual opinion <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna interject that into normal everyday conversations <laughs> Throughout this homosexual opinion. <laughs> throughout this entire gay month. Yeah. Excuse me, but I think you should trust my homosexual opinion. I mean, it sounds legit to me, so <laughs> as a homosexual, we are incredibly opinionated people, and thusly I feel like you should just listen to me. Amen. Absolutely. Um, a whole man. Here's where things get fun. Um, <laughs> the female lead is a Meryl Streep knockoff. Oh, yeah. She is. Just saying. And here's where things get super fun. That uh, sounds like it sounds like a 
like a mean thing you would say to her if you ever got into a fight. Mm-hmm. You Meryl Streep knockoff, you beast. And then you storm out with your caftan. Yeah. Beast. <laughs> okay, Titus. Andromedon. You're like clacking your fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you have you watched Pose season one yet? Yes, I watched a lot of it, but I didn't finish it. Okay. So like I'm just picturing like Electra Abundance or oh. you know um I guess at the end of the season she's Electra Evangelista, but whatever. Um sure is. Like I'm just picturing like her and her like reading skills, like you know, you Meryl Streep knockoff. I don't want anyway. She's um, got a very pointed way of speech. I love, like, I want to study and learn how to speak like that. It's only very so that, opulent. Yeah, like, only so that I can if I want to. Not for my everyday life. Just, you know, um, I want to be able to have that skill. Because she just, like, she sounds like Grace Jones all the time. Yes. And I want, I want that. It's also I do. very exhausting. Yes, it probably is, but... So is life, I suppose. Um, sure is. All right. Moving along. Um, Jesse's unpacking his room montage to the song All Night Long. The ass bump, the sunglasses, the dancing, all of it, the whole thing. It's very gay. That is Oh, my isn't that when he has the sunglasses on and he's doing like an air guitar wank? Yeah. And he's, he's, he's dancing to that 80s club song all night long. And he's like got the sunglasses on. He's like humping with that like i don't know hairbrush or something toy mallet <laughs> it's like a whole it's like a whole thing you know he's like ass bumping his drawer closed um and then in that same vein the meryl streep knockoff walking in on the montage and realizing what she's dealing with you know she's like oh no she's like oh this not boy again <laughs> not again why <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? Whoops. Oopsie doodles. Um, Maybe you're just very trustworthy and comforting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, like some some women are just meant to be a beard and they'll find love eventually. Um, it just might take longer because if you're always surrounded by men <laughs> who are not interested in you, you also tend to romanticize them because you love them so much. And they're like, am I in love with my gay, gay best friend? Probably, probably not. Who knows? Girl, it sounds like all of my female's friends' life in college. Yeah, it's a tough life to watch other uh, people eat. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm like, go. I set you free. Like, go find love. And they're like, no, this is more comfortable. I'm like, leave me alone. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a boyfriend now. Leave, me, leave alone. me alone. Um, hmm. Uh, Jesse's weird bromance with Grady. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it was weird. Uh, anything like one-sided homoerotic. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think Grady understood what was happening. Um, you're just like, that's cool, dude. I'll have a sleepover. (laughs) Yeah. Really weird. Um, anything coach Schneider says, obviously all of coach Schneider. Yep. Uh, the weird ode to the birds with the killer self-combusting parakeet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a... It was just... It was it was camp. It was extra. It was over the top. Like, there was no need for an exploding bird in this movie. But there was one. Yeah, I didn't ask for that. Didn't ask for it. Um, any fight scene Jesse has with his father. It's melodramatic as fuck. 
Yeah. It's uh, like his dad putting his fucking head in the oven. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't smell gas. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it. This fucking parakeet scratched my face, Jesse. Like, don't you understand what I've done for this family? Ooh, sounds a lot like your dad. Oh, gross. <laughs> Next, um, put his head in the oven. So I mean, let me. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna put uh my microphone down. Just give me a minute. I'm gonna go stick my head in the oven. Sorry about it. <laughs> so much melodrama so over much something melodrama. that doesn't matter. Okay, Ashley, I'm coming to you live from my kitchen, where I'm about to <laughs> shove my head into my oven. I mean, yeah, you could do that. Just don't turn it on. <laughs> Just don't turn it on. No, that, that's uncomfortable. I my back's gonna start hurting. So. <laughs> I wouldn't last bent over that long. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, could um, just, you could just use the rack as like a pillow. Like, yeah, oh. I mean, I could, but <laughs> it still seems it still seems really uncomfortable if you ask me. Yeah, especially. Like- <laughs> I don't understand. His dad was sniffing the oven, but he knew it wasn't on, so it wouldn't have actually been leaking, right? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> but then, like, so, he's just being it so melodramatic. Nothing makes. But 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 when the toaster like spontaneously combusted, he was like, totally normal. There's an explanation here. I just got to figure it out. He's got to pick his battles better. That Mechanic- one. Mechanical failure. Operator error. Yeah. Um. Okay. Jesse shows up to a leather bar with his shirt open and his shiny, sweaty chest. Yeah. Um, we've already been over that. Um, Robert Shea is a leather daddy. We've already been over that. Um, Jesse orders a beer and then pours it into a glass. Um, Classy. <laughs> like, who the fuck does that? Apparently a homosexual. I mean, like... Certain craft beers you should drink out of a glass, but I don't think that's that's not the time nor the place for that. Also, like, he didn't even ask for that glass. Like, what bar is going to give you a glass with your, like, Bud Light? No one. It's probably not cold. Mmm, gross. I can probably guarantee you that it's actually warm. (laughs) Ugh, warm beer is the worst. No, you know what's the worst? When cold beer gets warm and then you try and drink it. That is that I that's a very unenjoyable experience, right? <laughs> or like it got warm and then you try to get it cold again and something got fucked up molecularly and it just tastes like garbage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um that's why I, like the only beer that I can like actually drink like before it gets warm is like a PBR or like a Coors Light or like a Bud Light because it's basically water. Yeah, PBR, if you let it get warm and then try and put it back in the fridge, it does not taste good. Uh-uh. That's Learn, literally... learn that the hard way. Like, in general, I feel like beer is, like, one step closer to urine. Um, oh, that's fair. It's, there's a lot of fermentation occurring. Yeah, but, like, I feel like PBR, like, when it gets warm... That's piss. Basically urine, yeah. That's human piss. <laughs> You've heard it. You've heard it here first, folks. We've cracked the code. PBR is human piss. I mean, night at eleven. I've, I've, you know, drank probably several gallons of human urine. Then I guess. I mean, maybe Coach Schneider's into that thing. We don't know. I mean, he looks like he would be. Yeah. Um. You better go run laps. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Coach Schneider. Uh, Coach Schneider grabs Jesse in the leather bar and then takes him to the school and makes him run laps while he stands there still in his leather gear. Um, 
it's pretty gay. Uh, he makes Jesse, quote, hit the showers. Um, as we've already discussed, balls literally start flying at the coach's face. Um, continuing right along, Jesse's reaction to the other showers turning on while he clutches himself. Yeah, that was, was very like, I'm an ingenue. And it's like, yeah, we get you're the scream queen in this movie, but like, come on, dude, you don't have boobs. No. Um, the coach getting bare ass towel whipped. Um, and then here's something a little bit more deep. Uh, the villain coach is gay and basically gets punished for being gay. Um, just to let you sit with that one. Yeah. Because that's nice. It, it where's the lie? Not one. But this movie is essentially gay propaganda, so whatever. Gay um, propaganda with the scotch of internal homophobia. I, hashtag nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Yep. Hello. Um. Uh, again, Jesse screams. Um, Lisa becomes a beard. Hashtag Meryl Streep is every gay man's beard. Hashtag justice for Lisa. Hashtag get that girl some dick. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, sleep deprived Jesse is a stank ass bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I think this one was just meaning to get to the fact that he was very dramatic and rude when he was low on sleep. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah. Um, Jesse pulls the, I've locked myself in the bathroom, but I'll let you in to talk bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not dramatic. I don't know what is. Yep. Um, <laughs> je- <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. I forgot about that one. That one made, that one gave me a giggle. Uh, <laughs> And then he buried his face in Lisa's boobs awkwardly. It's like, I uh, guess these are for this, right? I, what goes here? Am I, I doing it right? Am I do, do, is this how it works? Oh, okay. She's not complaining. I'll keep going. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um, Jesse doesn't know what he's doing with a girl and basically makes out with her middle boob. Yep. We've already talked about that. <laughs> middle <laughs> um, boob. Her middle boob. Um, it's, it's like the unibrow of her chest. <laughs> the middle boob. The, the unibrow of the chest. The more you know. If that was like um, a Taurus sign, that's what it would say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like like Virginia is for lovers. <laughs> <laughs> middle boob. The unibrow of oh, the chest. Yeah. Oh, come come by any time. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, I, I I particularly enjoy this one. Um, as Jesse gets crazier, his hair gets bigger. I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> there is no lie there. It happened um, to Nancy. It could happen to him. Yeah, but, you know, Nancy was a whole lot more fierce than this queen. Um, Jesse breaks into Grady's room and then begs him to watch him and to not let him leave. There's some subtext there. Mm-hmm. Um, even if even if Grady doesn't understand it, yeah, he doesn't. But like you know, Jesse's basically creating his own sexual fantasy in Grady's room. Um, oh, oh, here's another good one. Uh, during during the Freddie wreaking havoc on the pool party scene, um, 
there's a shot of hot dogs bursting into flames spontaneously. That's just so upsetting. So gay. It's so good. It's so they're so like so they're like hot dog candles. Yep. And um <laughs> uh they're they're flaming wieners. Flaming wieners. Flaming wieners. Um and then my last one is uh quote you are all my children now. Um which I suppose isn't the gayest thing in this movie. Um It gives me the yucks though. It does give me the yucks because if I think about it, I feel really gross. Yeah, like obviously in the first movie there was the subtext that he was more than a child murderer, but for him to like say in the second movie that you're all my children now, like Ugh. gross. Um, and then of course, I mean, I think I just got bored and didn't really finish my list, but we've already discussed that basically Lisa becomes his like platonic love interest at the end and like saves Jesse from Freddie taking over his body. But also the other thing is that is super homosexual um, in subtext mainly is that when uh, they're in Grady's room like Freddie literally bursts from Jesse's body. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yuck. Also, so, platonic so love interest in my brain went to the association of like a romantic handshake. <laughs> I mean, what? It's what, terrible. What is what is a kiss on the cheek between a gay man? And a heterosexual woman. Well, if that ain't the fucking truth. Nothing more than a romantic handshake. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, so Freddy. Freddy is ready to do some things to you. <laughs> um, and, like, the other... There's, like, there wasn't ma- many kills in this movie. It was, like, one solid one. And, and it like, was Jesse. And, like, none of them were that creative. They just, like, they really went hog wild with this whole, like, Freddy's trying to take over Jesse's life thing. And it just wasn't properly explained or set up. And No, um, because they're like, uh, do you want his body? Like, literally? And it was kind of like a, like a yeah, literally, but it wasn't for any purpose. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's like, so, so then are you basically saying that you want to come, you want to be birthed back into the real world by taking over Jesse's body, but then, like. You just make his body explode. Like, <laughs> nothing happens. And then, like, and then, like, the next few seconds later, they pan back over to the wall and there's no body there. So then it's like. Is Jesse just crazy? But we know he's not just crazy. Like, there's something going on here. But, like, what is it? Like, this whole movie just has to come out of the closet and 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 settle settle this whole confusing situation. Yeah. Um, Freddie, man. What a guy. He... His... My one thing about this movie was that he didn't have, like, a lot of his signature one-liners that he developed throughout the series. No, he did not. And I was like, that. I feel like there was hardly any dialogue from Freddy. No, and, like, also, the makeup was really different, and I didn't like it. 
I mean, they were probably trying to adapt to their budget because I'm sure they used a lot of their budget on like practical effects. Um, yeah, probably. So um, I'm sure that's maybe where some of the the writing kind of took a hit is they didn't have the budget for good writers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm also like not a fan of the movie poster. Not a fan of the movie. Um, it's my least favorite of the of the franchise. Oh, well, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I will agree with you. that, Like, honestly, I think my favorites are the first and, I don't know, probably the third. Uh, my, my, I think I, my favorites are the first and the last, The New Nightmare. Oh, A New Nightmare is really good. It's really good. It's like, uh, it's kind of transcendent. It's like a think piece. You're like, is this, has this really been happening or... Oh yeah, it's it's very much a think piece. I, I also think it's very underrated for the franchise. Yeah, I feel like people don't connect it very often with the rest of it. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, it was like on TV or something, and I was like, holy shit, what is this? And I thought it could have been like a documentary the way it was kind of shot, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, I, I think that was like kind of partially what they were going for. Yeah, they definitely were going for something... As in, like, Heather Langenkamp was Heather Langenkamp and not Nancy. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very advanced for its time period, storytelling-wise. It was very good. Uh, uh, You know, hashtag Wes Craven. Yeah, man. Hashtag Wes Craven. Do you have anything else on your gay list? Um, hmm. I, so, just as I mentioned before, the show Pose... Um, we finally watched season one because it's on Netflix now. And if there's anyone out there that um, is either a homosexual or is a fan of drag race or gay culture in general, and you want to learn more about the ball scene and its influence on today's gay culture and drag culture... You should probably watch Pose, like, immediately. And then follow it up with Paris is Burning. Yeah, or watch Paris is Burning first. But I feel like Pose... They're very very close, but I feel like Pose is a little more... I don't want to say palatable, but it's been adapted for modern times. Like... I was was going to say digestible, but same same difference. I, I think that if you jump right into Paris is Burning you're going to be off put by some of the queen's personalities. Um, Very much so. If if you don't understand what the ballroom scene was like, because they are that way for a reason. And and every single one was a catty cocky bitch. Oh yeah. Um, but it's an excellent piece about, like, survival, too, within the community. Yeah, and, like, also, if you don't know where a lot of RuPaul's catchphrases come from on the show, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that this is where that came from, and this is where that came from, and now you will know. And also, it's a quick guide to game terminology as well. Yeah. Gay vocab. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, like, that's how, uh, you know... Where are we going with that? Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like if this movie to, were to be walking in the ball category, um, Butch Time first up and Butch Queen first time up in drag, 
It would probably win because it's fucking gross as fuck. It's not good. It's no good. It's a brick, if you will. <laughs> it's a brick shit house, and um, uh, I want out of it. Yeah. So I mean, either than that, I mean, we're we're basically done with this movie. We've read it to filth and hung it out to dry. And um, what are we? Re- I'm Reviewing next week for the B category. For the B category, we will be discussing the seminal classic movie the hunger with david bowie and susan sarandon and someone else that i don't remember right now off the top of my head um but i think that should be a fun one i have not seen the hunger in a very long time but honey if you want opulence this movie owns everything opulence uh and i'm excited because i've never seen it yeah i watching it again is basically going to be like me seeing it again because I don't think I've seen it in like literally like over 15 years. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and Mama knows... I, I do love a Susan Sarandon, you know this. I, I, I love a Susan Sarandon moment. She may be a little bit problematic every now and again, but overall, I enjoy a Susan Sarandon moment. Um, I will say that... Her vocal performance in Rocky Horror Picture Show was like, meh. But here nor there, I suppose. Um, that is that is a discussion for a, another gay time. That's, a, that's yeah. another gay old time. Yeah. Um, Maybe during camp we'll have a, a musical section. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, talent I, show. <laughs> oh, we're going to do the time warp again? Great, just like every year at camp. Oh, God, this is going to be so much fun around the campfire. <laughs> I walk right into the campfire. Oh. Johnny, I don't know what you're doing, but you better get your ass out of that campfire. <laughs> Johnny, I know you're a flamer, but don't make it literal. <laughs> I didn't mean it literally, Johnny. Jesus H. <laughs> Jesus H hockey sticks. Jesus, Elijah, get out of Fire. <laughs> Why do all these children have biblical names? It's Bible camp. <laughs> oh, That's well, the only camp I've ever been exposed to kind of secondhand. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I've never been to a, a like a like a go away camp situation. <laughs> go away camp. Maybe that's what they should have named that movie. <laughs> <laughs> go away camp. That's it. They're the whole man away. Go away, Go, go away. <laughs> Mom, I'm back in my bags. I'm going to go away camp for the summer. <laughs> and oh. you're paying for it. <laughs> you're gonna miss me. <laughs> That's what your gay child is gonna tell you when yeah. they try to send it to camp. <laughs> you're gonna miss me. I hope you have a fucking boring summer without me. Hey, you both. Bye. Oh, bye. bye. Um, <laughs> hmm. So do we have anything to discuss or do we not need to convene a little gay meeting right now? I mean, I think so. I mean, this whole movie was a gay meeting. I don't think we need anything further. Yeah, no, this this was I was looking forward to this one. I knew it was going to be a good gay fun time. Um, it was a gay old time. Um, I mean, again, 
Uh, we got lots of Pride merch up in our merch store. The on sale, on sale almost all the time because T <laughs> Public, T Public, like has permanent sales all the time. Um, uh, on sale almost all of the time. Yep. Um, that's, and, a, that's, a, that's a good way to get somebody to buy something. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's on sale like almost all the time, and not just that you can purchase it, but like the price is reduced like almost all the time. <laughs> Not your ability to purchase it, but also the ease in which you can purchase it. <laughs> Ooh, does that does that titillate your wallet? <laughs> I uh, hate to titillate your wallet. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, good. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> I just understood go. it. I just understood what I said. It's fine. Um... I do just want to remind everyone that we would really like to do our first mini episode Q&A. And we can't do that unless we have questions to answer or comments to read. Um, so please email us at copulatorsdiefirstpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram. Our handle is copulatorsdiefirstpod. Um, I think that's all. And also, if you enjoy this program, um, we would really appreciate if you go specifically onto the podcast app or, um, you know, Apple podcasts and give us a rating, give us a subscribe, um, preferably five stars would be fantastic. Um, but we just really want to get more eyes onto this wholesome gay programming um and those subscriptions and comments and ratings would really help us out with that um and you know we appreciate all of our listeners especially those that come back for more than one episode um but we'd really like to interact with you more so please hit us up on all of the social needs and um we want to be your friends we want to be your friends and i just hope that everyone has a happy healthy and hydrated pride month oh uh, that should be a t-shirt happy healthy and hydrated yep pride <laughs> in no. rainbow colors <laughs> we can make it happen because you know them gays are always out in the jock straps in the streets during pride month honey oh honey i'm <laughs> honey. Just, i'm happy healthy and hydrated oh honey it could be one of those fucking super slouchy ugly man tank tops that are just spaghetti straps for your nipples i i you know what you're talking about <laughs> i do know what you're talking about <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be some good, that would be like good gym wear, like happy, healthy, healthy and hydrated. In a rainbow font. Yeah, yeah, definitely rainbows. Um, Maybe just, in that cool Broad City trippy doodly daddly font. I do enjoy that doodly daddly font. <laughs> I don't know what that font is called. Um, Ned I, Flanders on acid? I don't know. I'm just going to call it doodly dads. Cool. Oh and, uh, goodness! All right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's. I, I I encourage all of you to go celebrate Pride in the ways that you want. Um, go get Pokemon tattoos. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I feel like we should just all have them. 
150 of us. <laughs> Is there that many? <laughs> There's the originals. I don't know how many of there are after that. Oh, of the Pokemons. Yeah, yeah not of the gays. There's way more than 150 gays. Definitely more than that. But... <laughs> I know, know, I know, like five. So I know there's at least 150. There's so <laughs> many. There's so many homosexuals all over the world. I know um, more homosexuals now than I ever have in my entire life. I think more of our friends are homosexuals than heterosexuals. Yeah, and you just doubled your hetero. I mean, your your homo quota because now all my friends are your friends. So now you have at least. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and I mean, once once we have a big gay brunch, like that's that's the end. Like, uh, uh, Diana, listen, big gay brunch. You know what to do. And thank you. Make that trifle, boo. It was delicious. Trifle. She is a master at a trifle, dude. Let me tell you something. This One woman of the- can bake. She can cook. She mm-hmm. loves that Tegan, uh, Christy Tegan cookbook. Hell yeah. Oh. That's a that's a really good cookbook, but also she made like mac and cheese, and I fucking died. Ooh, but I mean, like honestly, like is trifle not one of the most gay dishes in the world? Like oh, so many layers, it's so good. Oh. Diana, slide in the DMs, tell Nicholas what that lemon one was because it was so fucking good. Ooh, my husband loves lemon. It was so good. It was like God. a lemon and cream, maybe? I don't know. I don't know lemon what and, he did. Lemon and creme? Lemon and creme. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I feel like perhaps we should cut ourselves off before we end up talking forever. Um, yeah, I mean, I could talk to you forever anyway, but I think you really need a snack, so that's fine. Oh, yeah, I, I bet you really need a snack. Um, yeah, I didn't really eat dinner because my dogs have been sick all week. So Yeah, so hopefully your dogs <laughs> feel better. Hopefully. On their way to recovery. I just need to eat food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so here's hoping for a happier, healthier, more hydrated homosexual world. Um, continued good tidings for Pride Month. And we will see you next week with our B of the LGBT movie. Um, I'm super excited with how this month is going so far. Uh, please give us feedback if you want to, and I will stop, you know, hammering that nail on the head. Um, but you get my point. So with that, um, is that it, Ashley? I believe so. Okay. All right. With, with that little pumpkins, pumpkin patch, tuck your boils and your ghouls in, and we'll keep on creeping on with you till next week. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.